0: Good morning. Happy Friday. We're just giggling over here cuz Mark Friday. it's been like one dig after another. It's hilarious cuz it's not about me right now. <laughs> I know. I just started ignoring it. I put on my headphones. <laughs> I turned the I turned the sound up and oh, what was that insult you said? I didn't hear it. I was in for it. Sorry. <laughs> Well, good, good, good snarky Friday morning, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Nicole Fowles, communications coordinator for the Delaware County District Library. That's the other voice, Molly myers baby mm-hmm. that you hear, our deputy director. And I came director. with coffee. I know. I didn't have coffee this morning. No. I'm going to have to stop and get some. Gage on the board. Good morning, Gage.
1: Good morning.
0: And our <laughs> wonderful guest this morning is Mr. Brian Fox. I said... How do I introduce you, Brian? And he said, just Dungeon Master, which I really, really love. So YMCA, Strengthening Families, the Library Great Geek Fest. Good morning, Brian. Hi,
1: Nicole. How are you?
0: I'm good. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here this morning. Um, If you're wondering what in the world a Dungeon Master is, stay tuned for the second half of the show. Yes. And uh, you will learn all about the Dungeon Master Uh, Job for Dungeons and Dragons. It's a very
2: important role in our society, in my opinion. So, probably very vastly underrated. Yes, very much so. I'm going to be asking you some questions.
0: Thank you. Yes. Executive level. Can you explain my husband? No. We, that's, that's, we don't have enough time. We have no time. This is a part of him, and I'm not very good at it. What so many questions. Alignment. Yeah, th- I could text. You guys, this is this is we're gonna we're gonna go off the it's rails gonna be already. great. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. Well, we will start as we always do with a little bit of book talk. Yes, or you had something else. This I morning. have something a little different. What do you have? I have a TV
2: show. Okay. So, okay, you're gonna all kind of believe why I'm picking this one when I'm done. Um. There is a Canadian TV show that I stumbled upon on Hoopla a few years ago. Uh-huh. So remember, Hoopla is not just books and comic books and audio books. It is also TV shows. This is a Canadian mystery set in the 1800s. And the main character is very Sherlock Holmesy. His name is Murdoch, so it's called the Murdoch Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about it is it's science and it's history. Um, there's a female, um, mortician in the County who's doing all of, you know, the helping him discover how people were murdered. You've got the funny little characters that follow him around They're like the naive police officers. It's, um, getting a little bit into Canadian society, of course, American society, It's just fun. There's romance between him and um, the woman working in the morgue. There's, um, but not straight out. It's very much cozy mystery. Nice. It's cozy mystery on TV, y'all. So if you love my cozy mystery and Canadian, which is (laughs) extra fun. Um, I don't think he's wearing eyeliner, but that is a question I have every time. Oh, He's just got these great black eyes eyelashes and you're like are you wearing eyeliner this is like the cure in the 1800s 1800s. yeah (laughs) um but it is just a really fun show you really like the characters they're not perfect any of them really just kind of pulls you in it's got like nine seasons it's got christmas specials it's you can just get lost in this one for a while i will not say this is going to be like A serious true crime. You know, like (laughs) what Lloyd and I are watching is like true crime. Um, Not here at all. You're going to laugh at some of it. It's ridiculous. You meet Tesla. You meet Arthur Conan Doyle. Like people who pop in and out. You're like, I know you from things. My car is because of you. (laughs) So like my car is not because of Tesla. (laughs) Not your car. That is not my car. But... (laughs) It is a it's a it's a riot. Just go for it. It's gonna be one of those you can just like binge watch seasons, get lost in it. Murdoch mysteries. The Murdoch, Murdoch
0: Mysteries. Have you watched like all of the episodes on Hoopla or have you found it on other streaming I have found platforms?
2: it on other streaming platforms as well mm-hmm. but you can get almost all of them on Hoopla Weird thing though and it's probably home spelling mysteries I'm now thinking um when I type in Murdoch it comes up easier if I add Murdoch mysteries or oh. click when it says Murdoch mysteries mm-hmm. they don't all come up so just write Murdoch in your search terms you'll and you'll get all those seasons and it is it's absolutely worth the borrows That's
0: nice Yeah on Hoopla mm-hmm. right so the, the if you if you are unfamiliar with the app, uh, Hoopla is free with your library card. It's an app. Um, you can install it on your TV, mm-hmm. so you could actually watch these. TV If you shows. have a Roku, yeah. which
2: is what I've mm-hmm. been doing, you can just put it right through your Roku. Yeah. But I think the newest season I am going to be watching on Hulu or something. Right. So Another streaming platform. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's really nice. It's free with your library card, and you get all of your borrows right now. There's no yes. waiting. Um, and so the trade-off for getting the borrows right now is you have a limited number of mm-hmm. borrows that you get um, per month. And so does it do like one borrow per episode? Is that kind of yes. how it works?
2: Okay. But you do need to sleep and eat and things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. nice to have something. Hoopla is kind of making my binge watching a little healthier. That's nice. You know, so let's just call it Hoopla, making us healthier making while us we binge watch. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> With our
2: hot cocoa. So healthy.
0: Well, Brian, you said that you do you do a lot of reading for work, but then you, you can add in a little bit of leisure reading sometimes. But you had one that kind of crossed over. It was work related, but also fun.
1: Yeah. So um, with uh, work, uh, I do a little bit of a grief program. Uh, it's a six week mm-hmm. thing and it mixes different uh, topics. So uh, mm-hmm. some of its existentialist philosophy, some of it is spirituality, some of it is um, you know, just out there. Art history uh, can be dry stuff. Um, so recently <laughs> I mixed it up with the Tao of Wu,
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, it was kind yes. of fun to uh, have a segment like, you know, who said it? Socrates or Ghostface Killa? Um, <laughs> it was keeping, keeping my folks on my toes, you know?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. That is the best. The Tao of Wu by the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Modern day philosophy at its best.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have many Gen Xers who I now may start up a club with.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be that'd be a good time. <laughs> I recently got an audiobook. I'm going to be reading some audiobooks that are for younger audiences or I'm going to be reading mm-hmm. listening to some audiobooks that are going to be based for younger audiences. Um I've been driving around a lot with my girls. Mm-hmm. They are 5 and 9. And so I've been wanting to have things that they can listen to while I'm in the car. A lot of times if my, if my husband and <laughs> I are going to like the same place, but I have to arrive at one time and he has to arrive at different times or we have to leave separately, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of us will take the girls with us. And if I'm listening to certain audiobooks, I'll be like, husband, you got to take the girls because mine has bad words, you know. <laughs> they are the
2: uh, do not listen to with your windows down in the summer books. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I get it.
0: But I was like, mm-hmm. no, I need some ones that my girls that my girls can hang along with. So so I picked up Big Tree. It's by Brian Selznick. If that name mm-hmm. sounds familiar, you know him from him. Hugo mm-hmm. Um which yeah. was a
2: game-changing book in the yeah. juvenile world. Uh,
0: Caldecott medalist, the invention mm-hmm. of Hugo Cabret. Um, it's a graphic novel. It's an It's a. But it's really more than a graphic novel. It was also made into a movie, mm-hmm. um, and so. What Brian Selznick does with his stories a lot is he has excellent storytelling and then the pictures kind of add to it. He doesn't usually, if you took them out, the story story
2: actually wouldn't read. One of the interesting things is it's a chapter book, it's a juvenile fiction chapter book, Mm -hmm. but it won the Caldecott for illustration. One of the rules to win the Caldecott is that the pictures have to be a part of the book. Mm -hmm. So if you took the pictures out, the story wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. If you took the words out, The story wouldn't work.
0: So I think Big Tree actually is the inverse of that. And Mm -hmm. here's why I will set that argument. Um, Because Big Tree, um, I only listened to it. I knew nothing of the actual book itself. I hadn't checked out the book. I hadn't seen the book. I just went ahead and I got the audiobook. two and a half hours. It is the story of two seedlings of a sycamore tree. And a sycamore tree has uh, their seedlings in pods. And (laughs) whenever the tree um, releases the pods, they break open and the seedlings float out. And it's like any other seedling. Like when you blow a dandelion fluff, um, the seed is on the bottom. It has a a little like part that attaches. I'm not technical at all. (laughs) The part that attaches them and then fluff on the end. I think fluff is the technical term. Fluff is how they describe it in the Mm -hmm. book, so I'm going to go with it. (laughs) Um, And so these two seedlings are part of their mama sycamore tree, um, but some crazy things are happening. Um, They're kind of in a forest. There seems to be some sort of stampede happening in the forest. And um, the ambassadors, which are the fungi of the forest, <laughs> the fungi. Um, they have <laughs> they have come to say that something something big is happening, and they they really need to prepare for it. Um, the seedlings get uh, they depart from their mama tree, and the story is how mama has taught them that they need to find good soil to land in, um, mm-hmm. with water to you know grow and sun to be strong. And so they they're looking for these three things and they land maybe on the back of a turtle and they land um, on a shell and they land on a rocky cavern. And so they're trying to find where they land. Um, You you only know this from the perspective of a seed. And what I appreciate is that they can't see everything. And so they keep talking (laughs) about these giants. And I'm like, is this is this magical realism? Like, where are we with these giants? Um, Or is this, you know, is this fantasy? We actually learn later in the book that we're living in the um, period of the dinosaurs. And Ooh. so there actually are dinosaurs. And we learn even further beyond that, that um, the seedlings are kind of, they're they're very in tune with nature. They are yes. nature. And so they keep getting this message that something big is going to happen. So they need to take root and grow strong to prepare for this big thing that's going to happen, which is the asteroid <gasps> that ends the dinosaurs. <sighs> Um, And so it's a fun story, but here's why I'm going to argue that.
2: Yeah, because I'm picturing his pencil illustrations as you are talking.
0: Right. The the audiobook is voiced by Meryl Streep. She does an incredible job. Well, that's not fair. Yeah, (laughs) she does an absolutely incredible job with a wide cast of characters who we are introduced to throughout the course of the book. Um, I was like, okay, I want to see what this looks like. I want to see what I'm missing out on the page. I get the physical book. It is massive it yes. is like so imagine a child's chapter book and then times 3 that's how thick this book is mm-hmm. my kids would never pick that
2: up all of his all of his look like this they would
0: have been so mm-hmm. intimidated had i told them like let's go get the book they would have been like no no <laughs> not at mm-hmm. all no no way no how not at all and um though the chapters are in little chunks like there might be only one paragraph on a page. Mm-hmm. There are about four pages of pencil illustrations in between. I think that would be helpful. But I think the sheer um, like size of the book is would be incredibly intimidating for my reluctant reader, mm-hmm. third grader. So here's why I kind of yeah, I'm going to have the argument that I think that the audiobook is a standalone because I took one look at the at the physical book and I was like, no, nah, no, thank you.
2: And there are some kids, though, that are reluctant readers that when you open the book up and you just show them how little text is in it. Yeah. And you're like, and you can show off how quickly you're reading. They might be like, oh,
0: yeah, I can do this. You just need a
2: children's librarian selling it for you. I know.
0: I know. But my girls, my girls were all in like whenever yeah. we had to, whenever we had to stop the car and I had to go along and, you know, be like, OK, got to stop this mm-hmm. story. Like when we got back in the car, they were like, what's Merwin doing now? You know, those little one <laughs> seed's name. what's Louise? Did Louise get off the back of the turtle? Like they were. Oh, very excited yeah. To go along with the story. So that is big. The Big Tree by Brian Selznick. And with that, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back on the other half. We're going to talk with Brian Fox about so excited. Dungeons and Dragons. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you. Again, Nicole and Molly, Gage on the board. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And our wonderful guest this morning, Brian Fox, Dungeon Master. Hello. (laughs) Thank
1: you for that. All right.
0: Absolutely. We were just nerding out over the break about Meryl Streep and, of course, Meryl Streep. I'm jealous
1: of her skills. Part of a Dungeon Master, you have to make your own voices for all the characters. (gasps) um, Really? I feel like she would be a good narrator. Uh, I my my kid he's four and we picked up um, an audiobook book uh, with um, Gwyneth Paltrow did like Eric mm-hmm. Carl. oh uh, yeah you know the little bear voices and right. things and it was just like she didn't bring it I, I feel like Meryl Streep would <laughs> oh. bring it
0: yes and I, it
1: was just like she's gonna cash this check and you know make soap that gives people MRSA and it, just, it felt <laughs>
2: icky. so
0: shade to Gwyneth but yeah. Meryl gets it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yes Meryl did did bring it and I was describing. Um, just the 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 breadth of the characters. she she has them in very high voices, but then also does very low voices. and she's so cute. It's so good. It's very so.
2: And when I do voices, I can't remember what the voices I did for different things. I'd yes. make a horrible audiobook recorder. That's
0: kind of what I think too. <laughs> like i I some I often wonder when I'm listening to audiobooks and people have such unique voices. Like, do they have to stay in one character and just record that one character like all in a row and then like pencil in the other parts or the other parts? Yeah.
2: Lloyd says anytime I try to do an accent, it just ends up as a twang anyway. So (laughs) I can do one accent. He's like, you've got one. It's Appalachian and you're done. It's West Virginia Appalachian and you're done.
0: (laughs) That's it. No breath. (laughs) No breath. Well, Brian, I love the, the tease that you gave in to talk about. When you are a dungeon master, how you have to use multiple voices, we're going to do like a hot 101 of Dungeons and Dragons for our listeners who hear us talk about it all the time and are like, what in the world? And I'm now going to understand things my husband is saying to me. (laughs) So can you give that 101 like one minute synopsis?
1: Yeah. All right. Let's try. Um, (laughs) So it's really just telling a fun story with your friends.
0: That's mm-hmm. even better. Oh, my God. That was like five That's words.
1: Kind of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, with dice.
1: With dice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the dice are important. But mm-hmm. how much of a force of personality you are at the table impacts your chances of success or failure. Okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if everyone's got their own skills. Some people are fast. Some people are quick. Some people are careful. Um, and not everyone can be all those things at once. So you've mm-hmm. got teammates who are. Uh, depending on you know, the circumstances that you put yourself in, you might be asked to talk your way out of a trap or you might be asked to, um, you know, uh, strike down an evil bugbear or something like that. <laughs> and if you're not the right person for the job, then maybe your friend at the table is. Uh, we're telling a story, though, and stories need to have conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forbid evil characters at my table. Um, there's ways to have conflict without being evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's something that we try to workshop. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So p- yeah, it's like it's it's a game, uh, but not as most people would think about a a traditional board mm-hmm. game. We call it a role playing game. Yes. So you have you you arrive at the table where everybody is playing. About how many people is best?
1: Uh, seven is max. Anything more, it kind of breaks down. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. and my group is middle schoolers, so, um, five is kind
0: of the sweet spot. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, then they, the, the five folks arrive to the table. We have, we have the players, and then we have the dungeon master. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. all have characters, and, that we've created, right? And the characters that we've Mm -hmm. created have, have strengths. Um, do, do I get Him. to determine that or how do, how do we determine that?
1: Yeah. Different people do different things. Um, we like to keep it fair so everyone gets the same numbers, but they can plug them into six different ways. And, okay. And, you know, and that's six, where the dice come in. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you think about a person's, they're all so strong, they're all so quick, they're all so intelligent, they're all so smooth, um, So you get to kind of pick what your character's strengths are. Mine's a cat.
0: I'm a cat. Oh, I see. So I can have like on a scale of one to six, Uh I can have like a level six intelligence, but maybe like a level one strength. That's kind of my trade off. Like I might be super smart, but kind of weak.
2: And you're a part of a team, right? So what are like the different types of roles that you can play?
1: Yeah. So um, what I like to tell the kids is, um, you know, because it's a game, there is a way to lose and you lose by losing all your health points, hit points, HP. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are imagining a medieval world and, and, you know, the typical denizens are all peasants, they have like mm-hmm. two hit points at max. You know, that vaccines haven't been invented. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> diarrhea everywhere. It's, it's just a bad time. Yes. Uh, but at level one, you, these these heroes, they start out with like at least 10 HP. Automatically, they're superhuman, even though the biggest threats in the game could squish them. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to a commoner, like a single flaming hot Cheeto could kill them, you know. But like these guys, they're already Huge. Um, So with that, you kind of go from there. You pick your twelve classes. Some are strong, like a barbarian. Some are magical, like a warlock. Some are Mm -hmm. quick, like a rogue. Um, And they all do different things. And you get to kind of
2: decide.
0: Yeah, Molly, Mm -hmm. you said you're a cat. I tried. I tried to make a character once, and I think I was an elf of some kind. My Mm -hmm. my cat, I think, is called a paladin. Does that sound right, or something to that point?
1: Yeah. Um, It's typically. Cliche, the the rigid yeah. person. I don't know. I like to play it just because I'm a not the most organized fellow. So yeah. um, it's kind of fun to play someone who's not you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also fun to play someone who is you, though. You get to decide. I
2: know. <laughs> sure. And my yeah. cat had a bag of kittens. And weirdly, that ended up being really important in the campaign I was in, Mm -hmm. and it was one of the most amazing things, because everybody's like, what are you going to do with a bag of kittens? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to use them.
0: So let's talk about Uh the word you just used, campaign. Campaign, good call. So a campaign, (laughs) is that like one sitting of playing the game, or how do you describe a campaign? Uh, Well,
1: it's best to figure that out as a group before you sit down to it, because there's a ton of ways you could. Um, You could say, we're going to have three sessions, and that's it. That's when the campaign is over. You could say we're going to have um, this party goes to a question mark, you know, okay. um, and just go from there. You could supplement it with all this pre-written stuff because D&D is uh, licensed by a company and there's a lot of third party adventurers doing stuff, too. Um, or you could make it up just from your own sense of whimsy and imagination.
0: Yeah. So when we have a Dungeons Mm -hmm. and Dragons group that meets at the Delaware library, they um, rotate their locations. I imagine it's probably the same kids who are coming. Um, They're long gatherings. We do it specifically Mm -hmm. on Saturdays after hours. The one that's coming up um, most quickly is uh, Saturday, January 27th. It's going to be at the Delaware main library from five o'clock to eight o'clock, and it's going to have... Um, We do ask kids to Mm pre-register for it, just because, like you said, there is some, you know, if it it, too many people makes it uh, too difficult. You gotta make sure you got enough to be the dungeon masters, right? And we do this, we do this once a month. So, is it easy for kids to like? Oh, I gotta miss March because of whatever. How does that work out?
1: Yeah. So I, it's um, there's so much stuff for kids to do right now. Um, I think with COVID, everything's picking back up we kind of took a hit for a while. We are just now getting back to the point where we are, you know, running multiple tables. We had a wait list mm-hmm. last time. It was awesome over at Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so far I've got a group of meets Wednesdays right now. We're going to start back up. We actually had a really cool family session, um, like a season finale for Saturday, multiple tables working, competing or cooperating against one another. Uh-huh. Kind of a weird way to play D D. It was almost like a summer camp capture the flag kind of thing. <laughs> oh,
0: fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um,
1: so, uh,
0: Uh, Ewan, the high elfin, can't be there, you know, this Saturday, she just kind of magically disappears and then pops back into the story whenever she returns. A lot of that (laughs) (laughs) hand-waving, yeah, um, you know,
1: you just have to assume plausible, you know, that maybe they went off on their own little adventure oh, sure. and they'll come back <laughs> Yes. and yes. maybe um, it, they'll come back at a time that's critical to the plot too. So.
0: Oh, yeah. fun. And as Dungeon Master, we have like one more one more minute for this. Um, as Dungeon Master, your job, tell us about your job as you kind of help guide the story.
1: My job is to make them look cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not their adversary, but yeah. I do play their enemies. Um, I'm not their ally, but I do play their companions sometimes. Uh, I'm the referee. I'm 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 the world. I guess uh, I'm the guy who moves the figurines. Uh, it's we play with figurines sometimes. Um, just the person there that that uh, helps them tell their story to the fullest. Basically, yeah. You
0: you mm-hmm. kind of like lay down the obstacle. You might say like you 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 come to a castle and there is a moat. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: um. If they have an idea that shouldn't work, my job is to help them get to the point where it could. Or let them try and fail.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you have to know, if you want to sign up to play, do you have to know how to play Dungeons & Dragons to come in?
1: Absolutely not. Um, I've played for a little while now, uh, multiple editions, and mm-hmm. with different abled learners. Uh, we've, I've got some print-offs that help people. Um, very beginner-friendly. It uh, just mm-hmm. kind of takes a lot of the math out of it.
2: And I can attest... When you fall in love with this game it's a lifelong mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. it's lifelong you know play my husband has been playing since he was 12 and he is 40 six, 45, (laughs) eh, somewhere in the 40s. Lots Um, of social
1: emotional benefits. Um, Educators are just kind of now discovering that. um, Critical
2: thinking skills too, like making decisions and being able to, people underestimate this game way too much. This is a wonderful thing. Never worry if your kids get into Dungeons and Dragons. It can
1: also (laughs) be for that kid who hasn't really found their thing yet. Yes, Um, It could also be that kid's thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Great way to fit into sometimes because the gameplay allows somebody who's maybe a little more awkward in social situations to really feel like they belong, yeah. I've seen that so many times, and I just, I think it's amazing. Quick well, shout I, out, Sorry. yeah, no, please. Uh, to the
1: leadership team over at the YMCA. Um, yeah. There was a little fourth grader kid who typically was outside of our age range, made an exception. 2019, fast forward, pandemic happens. He's coming back. He's doing his own tables now at Aww. my group. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't speak wouldn't come out of his shell he's Uh now a leader that's amazing game can be transformative it's sort
2: of it's a magical game in magical worlds but it's magical for some kids so i i am so excited you're doing this yeah
0: well i think so we have like i said saturday january 27th Mm -hmm. we've got it coming up that is this saturday tomorrow but check our calendar online Um, we do one a month they rotate locations five to eight on saturdays Um, Also a plug, Great Geek Fest. We have multiple tables where um, you can come and sign up that morning, that Saturday, March 9th. And -hmm. then you can sign up and play all day. And then join Brian's at Strengthening Families at the YMCA. You'll see him all over town. Thank you so much for being our guest, Brian. Thank you,
1: folks. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Molly, thank you for being my co-host again. Love being here. And Gage, thank you for running the board. As always, until next week, we will see you in the stacks.